Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by David Baker. So, what about this year? What's it got in store for us? How are we going to approach this new year? Are we going to be hot or cold? Are we going to be lukewarm for God? What challenges do you think we're going to face as a church? And how are we going to respond to those challenges? Do we intend to be intentional in how we react and plan how we're going to react? Do we have a strategy in how we're going to react to whatever we come across this year? We've gone through a lot in the last year and we don't know what's going to happen this year, but we need to make sure that we've got a strategy in place to know what to do. I'm going to start with a verse, which is Hebrews 13, verses 20. Now may the God who brought us peace by raising from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, so that he would be the great shepherd of his flock, and by the power of, his, of the blood of the eternal covenant, may he work perfection into every part of you, giving you all what you need to fulfill your destiny. May he express to you all that is excellent and pleasing to him through your life union with Jesus, the Anointed One, who is to receive all glory forever. Amen. Amen. So Jesus, we've heard, is our Lord. He's our God. He's the one we put first. He's also our shepherd. And the shepherd always goes before the flock. And we are the flock. We might not always think of ourselves as a flock, but we are. He leads us and he guides us. Now, when you think of yourself, you might, if you visualize yourself as an animal, you might think of yourself as an eagle, a lion, a bear, something strong, something courageous. But we don't usually think of ourselves as sheep. And yet God sees us as sheep. Now, If you compare yourself to a sheep, what do you think you would have that is similar to a sheep? We're often quite slow to learn. We're stubborn. We can be a bit stupid at times. We fall over a lot. We get into trouble easily. We follow the crowd. We're very easily led. And we need somebody to lead us often. Does that sound like yourself? And yet there's some good things about sheep. They know the shepherd's voice. So if you're a sheep, you know the shepherd's voice. I looked up the word sheep in Hebrew, and it was quite an encouraging um, explanation. Because the root word for the word sheep means to go forward, to walk forward, to keep going, and to advance. And that's what we need to be for the new year. We need to keep going forward. We need to keep advancing. We can choose to not advance. We can choose to stay where we are. We can choose to look backwards, or we can choose to continue 
to walk forward, to keep going when we don't feel like it, to advance when we don't feel like advancing. So how do we do this? We first need to check ourselves to see that we're healthy to go forward. We need an MOT. So I had to look at what sheep are like and often they can get unhealthy for different reasons. And there's seven main reasons how a sheep can get ill or unhealthy. And if you look at this spiritually, it's very profound. So number one, do you have foot rot? <laughs> Are you going to walk in the path that God's put before you for this year? Are you going to make sure you're going in the right direction? If you're not, are you going to turn back and allow God to redirect you? Are you able to recognise when you've already gone into the wrong place and be willing to turn back if you're doing the wrong thing for God because it's a good idea? Are you willing to turn and do what, what is God's idea for you? So that's number one. Number two, in, intestinal problems or indigestion even. What are you eating? Spiritually, what are you feeding yourself with? Is it the wrong things? Are you watching the wrong things? Are you reading the wrong things? Are you taking unclean food into you that's going to make you sick? Are you chewing over the good food so that it's being digested properly? When somebody preaches, are you taking notes? Are you reading up on what has been said? Are you thinking about it? Are you chewing it over? Do you suffer from lack of food? Are you not eating enough spiritual food? Um, number three. Um, sheep can often get sore mouths so they can't eat properly. So what do you think is coming out of your mouth? How do you speak to people? In what way do you speak to people? Through anger? Through sarcasm? Do you speak too much about yourself and not enough about others? Do you speak too little of yourself and not think of yourself in the way that God thinks of you? Are you speaking positively, negatively, divisively or decisively? Number four, are you getting a bit chubby? <laughs> are you getting a bit fat? Sheep that are too fat have problems. We've all seen Sean the sheep and there's a big fat one, I think. So do you eat too much good food? Does it make you feel good and you just eat more and more of it? Do you take it in but you don't burn the calories off? Do you not have an output for what you get? We receive from God but we need to give out as well. If we don't, we'll just get fat on good things and not do anything with it. Are you over-reliant on others? Are you over-dependent on others to move you around? 
because you're so far yourself. And we're talking spiritually, so <laughs> nobody needs to be offended. Number five is infection. Have we got bruises or wounds of hurt, rejection or bitterness that aren't healing properly? In a sheep, that attracts flies, and we know what flies do when they land, they lay eggs. And these can cause these wounds to get bigger and deeper and, and become infected if we don't treat them. So do we have wounds that need healing? Number six, are we willing to stray from the shepherd's protection? Are you wandering away due to pride, due to self-reliance, due to offence or anger? Are you willing to stray from the flock a little bit because you don't really want to be there? Or are you deceived into thinking you'll be safe or off on your own? And number seven is attack from predators. The sheep has many predators and we have an enemy as well. If we turn to 1 Peter 5, verses 8 to 9. Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. Now this word, you can think of it as quite negative, but we are the children of God and we have the power to resist the enemy. So throughout this preach, remember that. These are tactics to help us, not to make us feel down and depressed. There are ways to know that we can defeat the enemy. We can protect ourselves from attack. How are you going to prepare for every situation that this year turns upon you? The enemy is looking for a way to cause disunity in us to cause conflict. He's looking for any way he can to get in. He's, he's looking for relationship problems where he can get in, distrust, misinformation, miscommunication. We can have self-pity. We can have illness. We've had loss, rejection. He will use any and every situation to throw us off guard. And we all know this. The enemy comes to do three things. To steal from us, to kill and to destroy. And he will use any opportunity to cause upset. He's got no good side. You can't, you can't reason with him. He will spare no one. He will have no mercy. His roar is there to cast fear into the atmosphere. He brings depression, apathy, anxiety, despair. He is also a master in blending into the background. If you think of a lion and a tiger, they've become 
patterned so that they can blend in and creep up. And the devil is called the angel of light. He can appear good and suddenly you realize he's not so good. He's cunning and he uses scare tactics. You might not think the enemy's near, but suddenly, oh no, he's right next to you. That was a Doctor Who analogy, by the way. <laughs> so if you look at Matthew 10, verse 16. Now remember, it is I, and it's Jesus talking, who sends you out. Even though you feel vulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves. So be shrewd as snakes, or wise as snakes, and as harmless and gentle as doves. Now Jesus says he sends us out. He knows where he's sending us. He's sending us into a pack of wolves. But he's equipped us. Now, if we look at the second part, it says that we're to be gentle as doves, no matter what we face, to be gentle as doves, but to be wise as serpents. Now, the Greek for serpent means to be sharp of vision with our eyes wide open. So when we face the enemy, be mindful, be alert, be sharp of vision, have open eyes. Be aware what's happening around you. So what are we going to do if or when the enemy comes near? Now, if we think of ourselves as a church, a community, as a flock, how do we behave? And God spoke to me recently about the way flocks behave. And a flock behaves in many different ways. Um, you can have the majority of the flock going and one of them is lagging at the back. So think of yourself in these different scenarios and just imagine if you are doing any of these things and what you can do to change it. So are you lagging at the back? Are you not entering into the main body? You don't, you, do you want to linger away from the rest of the flock? You may be picked off if you're at the back. If you remember Scooby-Doo, it's always the one at the back that gets captured. So the second one, what if you're going around at night time and the light's shining on you? What if you're at the edge of the, the light? Are you willing to be at the edge, at the barrier between the light and the dark, at the periphery? Are you indifferent? Are you not really bothered? Because you're in the flock, but you, you're quite near the darkness, so I'll just stay here for a bit, because I'll be okay. Well, that's a dangerous place to be. You're having your foot in the light and in the darkness, and the enemy will grab the one that is nearest the darkness. So next, the next analogy, are you alert? Do you know where the enemy's coming from? 
He might be far off looking at you, so you feel secure, you feel at peace, because you know where he is, you know he's right over there, and he's not coming near you. The next minute you notice he's a a little bit nearer, and you're a bit nervous at first, but then you get used to it. He's nearer, slowly he's got nearer, but he's stopped now, so it's fine. We know where he is, we're safe. And then he'll get nearer. And then he'll get nearer. And before we know it, he's on top of you. We can get used to the enemy, used to the tactics of the enemy, and feel secure because we know that it's far off. But he has a habit of getting closer without us realising. If you remember the weeping angels in Doctor Who, they move when you're not watching. And before you know it, they're right on top of you. We can get used to the enemy, but we can feel we're okay. But we're not going to be okay. Let's, let's do something at the beginning, not wait till it's too late. What about if the enemy rushes in at us? If the wolf runs into the flock, what are we going to do then? We can be paralyzed with fear and just stand there in the headlights, like a deer in the headlights, and just panic and freeze and not know what to do at all. Or we can run off and panic and freak out and and run into somewhere that's even more dangerous than we thought. We can decide to run off on our own, hoping we'll be okay, hoping we'll be safe away from the flock, But the enemy chooses to divide and conquer, and that's how he'll get us. We need to stay with each other. Do we stay with the flock, hoping that sheer numbers will stop the enemy from getting us? Or do we stay with the flock, hoping that sheer numbers will help us defeat the enemy? When we're in the flock and running, do we push other sheep out of the way? so that we get the best place, we get the safest place in the flock? Are we just letting each other out of position so that we're out of danger but they're not? Do we even realise when we're doing it? The next analogy. What if the enemy just sits there and lets us do all the work for him? What if he sits on a rock chewing a bone, watching us from a distance, smiling, laughing, just eating his bone, not doing anything. He has no intention of doing anything, but he's making us do the work. He's making us think. He's just chewed my friend. He's just eaten my friend. He's just attacked my friend, and I'm going to be next. He's creating an atmosphere of intimidation. He's making us feel anxious. He's making us feel dread, panicking us. But he isn't actually doing anything. He's letting us do all the work by causing us intimidation. So how do we deal with it? When somebody's in trouble, do we panic? Do we get fearful? Do we 
get anxious? Do we run off? Do we hide? Or do we get together? Look after each other. Put each other... Put each other's interests first. Do we protect each other? Do we look after each other? Do we stick together? Now, I was thinking about what people do when they're attacked by animals. And there's different ways that people can um, stop an animal attack. And in India, um, in certain areas, they... they um, they pick the rice and they, they are often attacked by tigers. And the native people, they wear masks on the back of their heads with a face on because they know that tigers will not attack you if they think that they're looking at you. So when they're in the fields with their backs to the tiger, the tiger thinks that they're looking at them because they've got a mask on. So do we stare the enemy down? Do we, need, do we choose to face the enemy? The other way is you can make a lot of noise. You can choose to shout at the animal. You can choose to roar back. And often animals, they get scared and they run off. Are we choosing to be louder than the enemy? When the enemy speaks into our minds, are we choosing to speak louder with the truth. We can make ourselves look bigger than the enemy. And often birds and monkeys, I think, they, they make themselves look bigger when a predator comes by because it knows that the predator will be scared and run off. So are we willing to make ourselves look bigger than the enemy? Well, God in us is greater and bigger than he who is in the world. So we have a God who is greater than the enemy. So we can look bigger than the enemy because we have God in us. We can play dead. If a bear attacks, people say that if you play dead, it won't hurt you. Now, we are dead to self. We have died to Christ. We no longer live, but Christ lives in us. So if we play dead, then we won't have our own negative thoughts causing any problems. We won't let the enemy do the work for us. Or we can fight back. We have the armour of God. We have the belt of truth. We have the shield of faith. We have the helmet of salvation. We have the shoes of peace. The breastplate of righteousness. The helmet of salvation, I've said. The sword of the spirit. We've got all the gifts, all the fruit, all the armour of God. We can fight back. But we need to be alert. We need to be on guard. And we need to rely on the shepherd's leading of us. So what's your answer to this for the new year? How are you going to respond to this message? Are you going to look out for the signs? Are you going to relax and have apathy and then it's too late? Are you going to look after number one? Or are you going to be part of the flock and go through the good bits and the bad bits together? 
So I'm going to finish with Psalm 23 from the Passion Version. And this is the Good Shepherd. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He he offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honour to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all, all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink for you, drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I return to your glorious presence to be with you forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.